just had this moment where I looked at the confidence monitor, mm. and I think the sh- like I thought the shot was slightly off kilter, it and is. for a moment I thought we were actually going to fall. We to were the just left. going to just yeah, we were just going to slide off, off like the Titanic. <laughs> Like you and I were just the band playing out the the, the, the death dirge. Hey, you know, go down with it. Go down oh, with the ship. My God, we do that every single day. But the <laughs> ship just won't sink here, ladies and gentlemen. On the morning show, Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games, Monday through Friday, we are here. Normally, uh, I just have me and one of my other uh, coworkers who are completely untalented. But today, we are joined by a very, very, very special guest. Mr. Scott Porter is here. Have you supposed to do that? That's I guarantee they're all more talented than I. No, I guarantee no. not. I looked up your IMDb just to familiarize myself with some of your work, your past work. Mm. It's too long. I, yeah. After the third scroll, I was like, I can't, I can't go anymore. Yeah. You were on Friday Night Lights. You were in Speed Racer, which yes. I totally forgot about. Yes, which I'm sure Tim, I'm, ten, Tim ten is going anniversary. to freak out about that. Ten year anniversary this year of, of Speed Racer. Uh, you've done numerous uh, VO gigs for both uh, for for both uh, video games and for cartoons and for television, all that stuff. What what is, do you ever stop? Do you ever stop? Can't stop, won't, won't stop. stop. That's how it goes. It's, 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 oh, it's yeah. not in my blood. It's not in my blood. I love it. Uh, of course, you're with us all day, so you're going to be on this show, Games Daily. Well, this show, unless anything goes terribly wrong. You'll be on Games Daily. Yes. Uh, and then you're going to be on GOG as well. So if you guys yeah. want to support us over on Patreon, you can see that live episode uh, today <laughs> at 3 o'clock, I believe. So patreon.com slash kindoffunny, $1 above level. You can watch us record that live with Scott today uh, with the pre and post show attached to that as well. And just having spoken with him, this is the first time we've ever really hung out. Yeah. I think you came on up at noon at one point. Yes. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Uh, But we didn't get a chance to actually catch up. You are a fascinating human being. Very funny. Very charismatic. Yeah. Uh, and I this. guarantee, I'm, well, I'm not it's just boosting your ego. I'm be selling, I'm I'm selling gonna, it to the audience. I'm going to be here every single day. There guys. it is. Uh, so I guarantee it's going to be a good podcast, and we're going to get pretty serious on that one. But on this one, it's going to be pure shenanigans. So you get a little bit of both worlds. You were just saying you had your 23andMe thing uh, yes. they went through. And you don't have, you have a sweet tooth. Yes. Well, I have a savory tooth, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we fit together like yeah. the yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. Joey Noel, what's going is on? That how you, I don't know. I was just going to take a picture to put on our Instagram. Oh, that'd be cool. Like, yeah. Let's do it. How do we look? You want me to do a picture? Yeah, let's pose. Why not? It's a live show, so people can wait. I'm sure the audio listeners. They don't care. Okay. All right. Yeah, explain explain the portrait that we just took to audio <laughs> listeners. Ah, they're fine. I actually, had, I have a friend of mine who was like, I just started listening to your podcast, but he doesn't really know what I do. Because mm-hmm. a lot of my friends just don't, they can't quite grasp what we do on a daily basis. They're like, oh, I know you do po- like a podcast. I'm like, well, we do like 18 podcasts because yeah. that's all we're good at. Yeah. We can't, all we're good at is talking about ourselves. Yeah, the show we, Alex Inc. was based off of this particular audience. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and he was like, yeah, I started listening to your podcast. And I was like, I really liked it. I liked the other day, especially when you talked about Aqua Teen Hunger Force for 35 minutes straight. Yes. And I'm like, that's what we do here. We're not going to do that today. There it is. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, Kev. Before we get into the housekeeping, of course, today's episode of The Morning Show is brought to you by Hims and Loot Crate. We're going to uh, get to those ad rates a little bit later as we get to the giveaway portion of the show. But before that, let's go into housekeeping. Housekeeping, you want me to jerk you off? What kind of hotel is this? Top on housekeeping. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. They've got 87,000 episodes of Gamescast without me. And finally, they were like, let's put Nick on Gamescast. But he's too pretty to actually put on camera. So I'm actually off right to the to the right frame right of this. But I, uh, if you guys want... Way. What's that? You're pointing the wrong way. Am I pointing the wrong... Uh, that way. I'm that yeah, way. There it is. Uh, yeah, over on the right. shock mic uh, to give my hot take on Dead Cells. If you guys want to watch that, that's over on YouTube.com slash Games. 
Uh, Are you really just pimping this out because you're talking on it? I'm also pimping it out because there's a competition at the end of it that I may or may not have brutalized everyone at. Understood. It's like they were babies. And I walked in, not having seen any of this. Zero That's understanding of what happens in this. And may or may not have just little bottom. Little crushed. bottom, little bottom. Have just crushed it. All right. All I'm asking for is fair time. I've never lost the game before. Have I ever gotten a pat on the back on this show? Did have you? I ever gotten anything? No. But did you lose that day? Scott, that, it doesn't matter that part of it, all right? Like, I, where, when I've had a, a spotless record. Yeah. Nick comes in one time, yeah. gets bopped on the head with a brick, doesn't know what he's saying, wins yeah. the game. You know what I'm like? I'm like that, I'm like that speck of bird poop that you get, like, lands right on your car right after you've washed it. Your record's spotless. I'm the one little you're, you're, soil you're the bird mark shit. You're on the bird shit it. But it's not life. spotless right. anymore. No. He's, he's the almost undefeated New England Patriots uh, that lost to the Giants. It's, it's really, really sad. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure meet you hey, no, it's a, thanks for having me up here, man. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, next up on housekeeping, obviously, uh, it's <laughs> Spider-Man month, September 7th. You're in Spider-Man, right? Yes, I am in Spider-Man. Oh my God, you're in everything. Mm. Uh, well, to celebrate... Scott being in Spider-Man and yes. uh, just Spider-Man in general. Uh, Shirtless Spider-Man has given us a press conference here. You can view that over on youtube.com slash kind of funny, I think, right? Or games. Uh, and he is pimping out the, the two fan mail tier perks for both of our Patreons this month. Uh, the first of which is this. Can I bring this up? If you guys want a signed, printed out uh, ver uh, PS4 Shirtless Spider-Man uh, game cover, well, we're going to give that to you. Yeah. Um, that's over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. And yeah... I, you know, to be fair, they made him a little too muscular, but whatever. I'm not going to... Can I walk out of here with one of those today? Absolutely. This, okay. There's, yeah, yeah, there's one right in front of you. I do there need... You yeah, we can give oh. you... There you go, right here. Woo! Actually, you can probably... We'll give you another one. You can probably sign this, this one. This will amazing. be an extra special... This will be the special version for The Office. This is amazing. Uh, and then, of course, if you're backing us at the fan mail tier on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you get an art print of this. We're seeing it right there. This is a Panda Musk original. This is Spider-Man uh, swinging while shirtless Spider-Man plummets... To his chubby death. There. Just his hairy, hairy. It's like when gum gets hair in it. We're so dumb. You know? Yeah. That's uh, what it reminds yeah. me of. Yep. And you'll see it at some point today. He'll yep. take his shirt off and you'll see. Yeah. And you'll just shake your head. As a man who clearly works out, oh, you'll is just. Is shirtless Spider-Man here today? I don't know. Oh, goodness. Yeah. He did. He got the he, what, the what, length. What? The length of the. It's just. It's beautiful. There's so many. What I like most about it, though, is that Panda really captured the upper shoulder hair that he's got. Oh yeah. He's got these tufts of hair that are on the wing. Like yeah, just on right the, here. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. on the shoulders. Yeah, thanks, and Grandpa. It's just so easy to shave off, and I don't understand why he won't make his wife do that. It's part of being married. You've been married for a while now. Yeah, I've been I've been married for you, five years. You so. know, I've been married. For, yeah, I'm coming up on actually I just past my sixth year. And when I first started, when I first got, you know, moved in with my wife, she had to get accustomed to some of my grooming habits, right? Mm -hmm. Namely, I'm, a, I'm an Italian man. I have a lot of body hair coverage, okay? I don't like it, but I can't get to it. I need help with it. And she, prior to this, she was like, I am not going to help you with this. This is disgusting. This takes all the romance out of the relationship. That was like seven years ago when we moved in. Flash forward now, she delouses me like I'm a fucking prisoner at Shawshank. There you go. And she I, digs it. Look, I... It's, it's trippy. It, it happens to me. I, the reason I said thanks, Grandpa, for the... the is because I, I don't have hair in a lot of places. My, but the top you line of my back... right there. I just did the one line across. And my grandfather was... He was one of the hairiest 
men around. He looked a lot like James Garner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you ever saw a James Garner shirtless, this guy, I'm really dating oh, myself. No, no one knows who James Garner is unless you watch The Notebook, and then he's like the old guy at the end. I cried at the end of that Spoiler movie. Spoiler alert. I, I cry at the end of that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I, so every time I look in the mirror, I'm just kidding. Thanks, Grandpa. God yeah. damn. But she she does, uh, my wife will do the same thing. But the problem is, is, is when she does it, we're not in like the shower. It would, like sometimes it's just, you know, and where does the hair go? And then if you collect all the hair, like a lot of times we'll just throw it in the toilet. Gotta but then it. sometimes we'll forget to flush yeah, it. Yeah, it's gross. And then like occasionally it's we'll like go to sit down on the toilet. We'd like, ah! Yeah. Oh, so, yeah yelling and coming. Sorry, guys. Grow a beard. <laughs> you're just like, ah! Screaming because you're like, is there a muskrat in my fucking toilet? No. <laughs> Did no, a rat die disintegrate in the toilet? That was just what, ha- that's just what came off of the top See, of everyone, my shoulders. See, you think you're living life as a single person out there? You have no idea what you're, what you're in for. Yeah. You have no idea the magic of what it means to be that so close to another human being mm-hmm. that you can have those conversations of like, you missed a spot. Of hair on my back. Yep. Please go get that. Yep. I, I apply the I apply the spray tan for my wife for her sometimes. It's not really a spray tan. There's a glove and you spray stuff on it and then I have to wipe my wife all the way around. We have yeah. two kids, three and under. There's not a lot of sun. There's not a lot of sunbathing in our life. Yeah. Not a lot of laying by the pool reading. So we still need to look like we're not vampires. So yeah, I apply the spray tan for her. Mm-hmm. She does a little bit of uh, manscaping for me. You know, we're good to go. It's nice. That's how it works. Yeah. That's why you have someone else in your life, <laughs> so they can get to those hard-to-reach places. Uh, all right, next up, Joey threw this on housekeeping. What is this? Kind of funny. Community meetup, uh, RTX London 2018. Uh, that's Friday the 14th at the O2. Um, it's on Millennium Way, North Greenwich, SE10 OAX. The addresses in London got to go. This is just too confusing to me. But if you, I guess if you're in the UK, this makes total sense to you. So I guess that works out. Uh, 7 p.m. outside the O2. Isn't the O2 an arena? I have no idea. Isn't that where soccer gets played? American know. soccer? Uh, I ought to piss him off. I yeah. like to piss him off. I know. <laughs> I, know you're a, I know you're a big sports guy, and you're just wanting to be like, just no, let me correct no, no, him no. right now. No, I, I don't know if it is, actually. I've only seen one Premier League game ever. Let's I see. I saw what West Ham saying? play once upon a time. Looks like it. Is it? Ooh. That's big, yeah. Yeah, oh, they no, play, that's, they, that's where they play table tennis. Oh, that's te- yeah, well, that's that fun <laughs> uh, kind of quasi-activity that they play over in London. You know the, the ping pong, uh, the ping pong stadium, the, the like the the big ping pong. God, they hate us. No, why is there an indoor court in London? I thought it was all grass over there. Don't they play? That's where Wimbledon is played. What? I I, I guess that wasn't the O2. No, no. Are you sure? <laughs> I, I now I want to no, know. I'm O2 absolutely not sure. Arena. I'm pretty sure you on the internet have the best. Uh, I mean, that is the yeah, yeah. That looks like the O2 arena. All right, cool. But I don't think that I was wrong. It doesn't look like they play soccer there. I wonder if this. It looks like it's mostly be, just for. They should let the Spitfire play in it's there. It's a really cool looking arena from like the. From maps. Ariel? That is pretty amazing. Let, let's see what the. Uh, they have something the called the Gaucho O2. The now, if that's a Mexican yeah. restaurant, I'm going to tell you everything, anything right now. The O2 it. is a giant round tent, I'm hearing. Oh! oh that makes sense. sense. There you go. Really look at cool that. Looking. Yeah, there's bars it kind of looks around. like a, the tip of a, of a fingernail. On that little, on that little peninsula, it's, it's a Quidditch stadium. Oh, I, I like that. That's fun. Are you a big Harry Potter fan? No, I just saw it in check. Not a Harry Potter the, uh, fan. The good old Quidditch. Uh, Look, it looks like a, it looks like a thumb. Thumbs up, London. We're gonna meet you guys at the O2 Arena. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. Beautiful. Uh, okay, just a quick tip reminder. Uh, Kev, play that tip graphic for people. Just to Give wake me them up. Your fucking money. There you go. Uh, it's. <laughs> 
All of the interstitial graphics that we oh, use yeah. are completely inappropriate for this yeah. show. I probably should have told you that. Prior no, to no, this. no, 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 no. Just in I, case your publicist is watching and going, get him off this show. I lived in right I now. lived in Austin, Texas for a while. We have the Alamo Draft House, the, I love the it. home of the Alamo it. Draft House. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever been to the Alamo Draft House, it's just random video after random love video them. until you watch a proper movie. Uh, but I'm used to I'm used to all this. I, it, Good. It really is thrilling me, actually. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> it just gets worse. Uh, <laughs> it just gets worse. Uh, I'm not. Uh, of course, if you guys want to give us a tip and say something to Scott uh, or ask him a question or ask me a question, we'll take tips at the $5 or above level for the length of the show. Uh, remember, he is on Kind of Funny Games Daily as well. So if you ask him a question about games or any of his work in games, he may or may not answer that here because we don't talk about games on this show. Okay, oh. We're a game-free zone with the exception of yesterday and every fan mail uh, shout-out that we've done <laughs> on the show for the last two weeks. Uh, let's see, right now, oh, Digital Dumber gave us a, a thousand shares and said, pay my birthday tax. Thanks to the kind of funny crew for spreading laughter and positivity. Nick, can I get a happy birthday in the one? Uh, well, happy birthday, Digital Dumber. Dunbar? Dunbar, not Dunbar. Give it one more time. Happy birthday, Dunbar. There you All go. right, uh, <laughs> let's see. Did, did you mess with the side cameras? They're so yellow. Bro, I don't fucking touch your stuff. They're yellow. I don't, I look really tan. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. You I guys, am not you guys this are tan. not this oh, tan. Oh, no, you're not that tan either. Yeah. You're pretty tan, though, actually. Yeah. I went down to Palm Springs for my fantasy football, best friend's fantasy football draft, mm-hmm. and got just scorched. Were you outside the entire time? I mean, barbecuing, so drinking. The, the place that we rented mm-hmm. for the fantasy football, my best friend's fantasy football league, we, we go and we rent like a compound. Somewhere in this country, this year was, uh, was Palm Springs. I love that there you was guys a man, a man-built lake, sand. This is this lake. is all, now. Sorry, let me let me dial this back a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, this is all so that you and your friends can get together. Yeah. and pick real life people to be on your fake fantasy teams. That's right. Okay. I mean, it's I mean, fantasy football is really an excuse for us to just hang out, s- hang out. It's like tag. Yeah, stay movie. in touch. I mean, yeah. listen, my. My friend's nickname for me is Max Effort. If we go play on the on the basketball on the pickup basketball court, I'm the guy that's hard. like swatting at yeah. everybody. And yeah, I, I played. I can't look. I played football in high school and college. I played at the University of Central Florida. I can't. Shout out to Florida. I can't reel it back in. No, it's just it's just no. me. It's uber competitive. But Good. so so I do take it a little bit seriously. But yeah, it's really it's grown from just ten guys going to Vegas on a weekend. To now, like twenty people, you know, spouses included. We rent a house That's or a awesome. compound. We all go down man-made lake with a canoe on it. There was a, a, a man-made river from a, an infinity pool somewhere in Palm Springs that overlooks this man-made lake. Had misters on the outside of the of the house, uh, and then the interior of the house was crazy. There was like this huge games hall. And as a matter of fact, that's how we decided our draft order this year. Mm. Uh, we had a competition Wait, of you bar had to games. compete. Yeah, yeah, to compete. Yes, a competition of bar games. Okay. Uh, beer pong, ping pong, darts, uh, air hockey, mm-hmm. foosball, shuffleboard. They had it all at this house. Uh, the one thing they didn't have is Papa Shot, which I am... What I'm is a, Papa Shot? It's the basketball game where you sit there oh, and you just you like... Oh, you just go boom, 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 yeah, yeah, you hit that I, hard. I'm unbeatable at Papa Shot. You just try that? I was in a Papa Shot league in college. Okay. Uh, a co-ed Papa Shot league. Me and another yeah. guy, two girls, and we ran... The UCF district of Papa Shot Leagues. Naturally, we were we we won so many twenty-five dollar bar tabs that you you can't even keep count. I'm so I'm conflicted uh, on this because while I I you know the the normal part of me says this might be an unhealthy obsession with competition, <laughs> uh, the champ in me who just beat Greg on the podcast yeah uh, says hey man good job that's why champ I respect you See? champ to champ respect <laughs> Greg we got a new champ to champ sorry <laughs> sorry Greg. That's so- 
Yeah. I can hear him coming. Yeah, but that's, I think that's why I am so tan. I don't think you messed with the cameras. I think, uh, well, I, I think have not I'm been just in the naturally sun. this tan. There's no way I'm this tan. Yeah. This looks like I put some sort of self tanner on my forehead and it's not what I'm sorry. No, it was me and you. I had Thank the glove. You, Thank you. <laughs> there it is. Can you just, uh, here it comes. Can you just stand there the rest of the show, please? I, can't, I know. Can I was you just bring it in? I heard you. Let's just put that. Yeah, let's put it on there. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. This is what you want. This is this is my belt. Yeah. This currently. isn't what I currently hold this. On the other sh- he's had this one for a while. No, I won this. Uh, how did I win this, Greg? It's been it so Andy. long. Remember? Well, I was given it oh, by our commissioner Xavier Woods, uh, who uh, who actually won there. it and then decided to vacate the title and he gave it to me because he thought not next natural. I'm not as good as him. I'll never be as good as him. But mm. you know, life goals. You got to have someone to chase. Yeah, you know, you can't race against yourself. Yeah, as they say. Exactly. Uh, it's the old adage I just made up right now. You race. Uh, you race down to your competition. No, this is our actual official championship belt, which I've held for a very long time, and in fact, I think I'm the longest holding uh, title holder of this. I've had it three times now. Greg's had it twice. No big deal. No, what I won on the uh, the games cast the other day was just bragging rights and respect. Oh yeah, yeah. That that which is even better. Yeah. Because whenever I can rub, because Greg, don't let him tell you this. He's all lighthearted and doughy and fun like a donut, right? On the outward. Inward, mm-hmm. he fucking loves competition. He oh, is yeah. a hardcore competitor. And he gets pissed when he loses. Oh, yeah. He tries to hide it, but I see it. And if there's one thing that you can't hide from me, it's your insecurities. Because I will find that one insecurity mm-hmm. and I will drive a little bit of a nail into it. Yeah. And that's fun for me. So that's really bragging rights, gloating rights. That's what I meant. Yeah. Gloating rights. Yeah. Well, whatever. Which one's more dickish? Gloating. Yeah, then yeah, it's gloating, gloating. right? So yeah, gloating. that's it right there. For sure. Let's just put that right there. Okay, is that going to stay? Nah, we'll just put it right there. Cool. Uh, one more cheer just came in from uh, Mick Carsey. gave us 400 cheers. And then Mr. CMH93 says, Hello, just stopping by to pay my birthday tax. I'm in the middle of a 24-hour Shenmue B-Day stream. Thank you all uh, for the free funny. Shenmue. Shenmue. You're doing a Shenmue mm. birthday stream. You're living right, life uh, the right way. All right. Uh, let me make sure there's no other tips that came in. And there are not. All right, let's go into the news, Kevin. The news. The news. 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 <laughs> so dumb. I know, we're idiots. Uh, this story comes from SlashFilm.com. It says, It Chapter 2 will incorporate one of the book's craziest scenes. Now, I put this on here not knowing what scene it was going to be, and I thought it was going to be something crazy. Apparently, it's the ritual of Chud. Are you familiar at all with this, yeah, Kevin? Yeah, they, they had that in the in the sec, no, in the TV movie. Sorry, I don't know. Why that's in the so TV right. movie, they didn't have it in the first part of the. Did you see the first right. It yes. movie? Yes. So evidently, they're making two. I was averse to watching. I don't like scary movies. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. As a child, right. we'll talk about that later. We'll get into my psyche later. Finally, sat down and watched it with my wife. Loved it. Very excited. Thinking about actually going to read the book now. I'm starting to work my way through the Stephen King classics, and mm-hmm. it's up next. Right now, I'm working on uh, Salem's Lot. You didn't need to know any of this information about me. So I'm fascinated <laughs> by how all of this is translating to, uh, to the film series. <laughs> Evidently, the ritual of Chud yeah, uh, was challenging because it's such an important uh, component to the book that we had to address it. Uh, that stuff is difficult to balance, but because uh, the director, and then he worked with, who is this talking? Oh, this is Gary Dunbar. Uh, who wrote, who was writing the, the second uh, book. This comes from Cinema Blend. It says, The Ritual Chud is a bizarre battle between the losers and the interdimensional embodiment of evil. And it's actually going to make its way into the big screen. Seems like it has to, right, they, Kev? Yeah, they all hold hands and, like, believe in themselves. That's pretty much what they do. 
<laughs> and that's enough to like, and, and uh, it like is attacking them while it like just walking up behind them and being like trying to scare them and weaken their like bond. That, that's it. Cool. I, I believe. I think. How is that hard to shoot then? If I don't just know. Holding hands I don't know. And, like, if someone's going to get transdimensional. Uh, go ahead and let us know if I got that wrong, you nerd. No, it's fine. We'll just go with that. You know what? This is a non-story. Let's go on to the next one. <laughs> I auditioned for it too. Did you? Oh yeah, but it was one of those things where like. The fans have already cast it too, yeah. right? Yeah. They're all, all the fans are like, "Who do we want to see be the kids grown up?" Yeah, and it's and, and, and it was it's like, playing Professor out. X, we want Professor it's actually X. playing out like almost exactly like the fans were hoping it would. I think Bill Hader's involved, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you know some other guys. Yeah, it's Bill Hader, McAvoy. I think is playing one of them. Jessica yeah. Chastain is playing. Uh, Again, it's not that this I don't think... This movie made so much money. Yeah. Why did you bring me into audition for it? No, because like, you're, you're super talented. Going to off- no, no, but it's, it's just like, it was one of those things where you get, it comes across the desk and you're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, let me, let me read the... Because they don't, like, no one gives any part of a script anymore. Sure. So the audition scene... Do you just get sides or what do just, you get? Yeah, you get some sides that aren't even sides from the script. You get some sides that are like some fake scene that's never going to be shot really? anywhere. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. And then you go in and do some fake scene that like you, you, have, you don't know what character you're auditioning for. I didn't even tell you which which character I did. So you have z- it's so very difficult like, to prepare for this. Yeah, you're just like going in, and I was like, I was pretty sure I was going in for the kid who's like a little portly young, and then he like becomes Gets like a jacked. tech. Yeah, he becomes like a tech whiz or whatever, and he and he you know shows it back in his suit, and he's like mm-hmm. the most successful one of all. But I think that might be Hater. That they might be going for like a Ryan Reynolds no, for I, that. I, I think, think it's yeah. I was gonna say I think Hater got McAvoy, the one with the kid that was like, that you know, kid that was like over sexualized and like always making jokes. I think is Hater. Little, well, remember the kid that was like always talking shit to everyone? That that fits for Bill. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think like the, the fans for this guy were like, like, let's get Ryan Reynolds in here, like Jeremy Renner in here, like one of just these guys. Who knows? But I mean, the names on the list are just like the biggest sure, sure, sure. names in the world. So yeah, whatever. It it too. Good. Best of luck to you. It too. You're gonna you're gonna need it. Kevin, bring up the bring up the IMDb page for it too. I want to see who they have cast for all these characters right now. Not to rub it, rub it in at all. Uh, it's it's fine. Do you have, do you take auditions a lot? Do you find that sometimes you do it for it's more fine. Of, uh, like a it's networking thing? Quick. Also, Nick, uh, yeah. just for all the people that are asking, there is construction happening outside. That's what that annoying rattle is. Yeah. Do you want to shut the windows? It might get a bit hot in here, but uh, we can probably. Bring that okay. up. All right, you know what? Don't, don't bring this up. We don't need that. We don't need no, it's fine. Too. It's fine. I'm just fascinated to see who's I mean, I'm just. It's all fine. Chastain, James McAvoy. It's all fine, yeah. Bill Hader is playing Richie, the Richie character. Hey, James Ransone, though. That's, he's a good actor, James Ransone. I've worked with him before. Uh, he's not like super, super crazy well known. That's, that's good. There you go. He's playing Eddie. Do your thing, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. There you go. All right. I have no idea why I brought this page up. I totally forgot. All of the jackhammering has made its way right into my skull. Uh, but the coffee's kicking in. Uh, bring out this next story, Kev. I, I, I love this. This isn't a story so much as uh, uh, it was a fun little little quote. Eli Roth, uh, who is directing his first PG-rated movie uh, with the house with the clock and the walls, which I'm very excited about, actually. kind of looks Harry Potter-esque. Eli Roth. That's Didn't know it was him either. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Uh, got a piece of advice uh, when going to make this movie, and they're making it with Amblem Entertainment, which is Steven Spielberg's company, and apparently Steven Spielberg gave him a piece of advice said, um, when he was making it, said, and he, said, he told him to make it scary. Kids want to be scared. you got to make it scary. 
Now I respect this because mm-hmm. as a child of the 80s, they didn't care how scary these movies were for children. Nobody knew about psychology back then. Nobody thought, hey, maybe we shouldn't market RoboCop as a kid's movie, you know? <laughs> and that might have just been me going in blind, not knowing what RoboCop was and lying to my mom. But, like, I think back to our childhood. You're about my age. Uh, I think back to The Dark Crystal. I think mm-hmm. back to The Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. You brought up Legend. Which yeah. terrified me when I was a child. Yeah, it was pretty much the only movie that, like, I... You know, it's it's not that kids aren't as tough nowadays. It's mm-hmm. not that they can't take it. It's just we choose to give them less to yeah. deal with. But, like, none of those movies... I watched The Dark Crystal repeatedly when I was young. It's terrifying. Never, you know, Never Ending Story has some... Horrible stuff in it. The horse and, do- drowning in mud. Stupid That was a terrifying attacks. Uh, but it's just like, you know, I could handle a lot of it. I think we think our kids can handle less than they actually can now. Wow. But I do think that we might have watched maybe one too many things. When I was eight years old, yeah. And my aunt lived by the the creed of uh, if you think you're grown up enough to watch it, then yeah, sure, watch children. <laughs> of the, watch children you're of like, the corn. I don't know that I'm qualified to make that decision <laughs> yeah. right now. Aunt. Children of the corn was a little rough, but that's harsh. Yeah. But the only the only film like that that gave me a hard time was was Legend, and it wasn't Tim Curry's character. In Legend, that gave me a hard time. It was actually the snow, everything getting iced over. Mm. I woke up that night. I remember it so vividly, and and I couldn't. I kept on wiping my eyes. It looked like it was snowing in my house. That's really? what I felt like. Yeah, it's one of the only times in my childhood. I think I was six, maybe, maybe five, five or six. And you know, again, I, I watched Legend. Yeah, but then I go crawling into my folks' bed because I really thought. It was snowing. I thought everything was icing over, mm-hmm. and uh, and and danger was coming. So I was that little, was the only thing. I was also traumatized by Legend, uh, but mostly it was their, their choice of costume for Tom Cruise in that movie, <laughs> where it was just he was just wearing a shirt the entire time. Do you remember that? Yeah, just this blousey, yeah the chainmail yeah. blousey thing, yeah. and they were like, "Don't put pants on him. Don't put. We don't need to put pants on." And him. that bothered you? It bothered me because he As was rolling around, and I was thinking to myself, <laughs> "He's gonna get." Like scrapes all over his legs. I don't like this. <laughs> Who would go into battle without pants? It doesn't so, make any sense. So but then they put Mia Sarah on the ca- and I had a huge crush on Mia Sarah because she was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She, mm-hmm. she played Sloane of course. in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Bring her to Legend. I'm like, we need more of her. Why are we not? What? What's going on? Yeah. Why is she not in this movie more? And then Tim Curry comes in. I'm like, that's the guy I can clue. I don't understand what any what's what's going on here. As a child. So wait, so you knew how, how old were you when you watched Legend? Christ, I don't know, Kevin. Bring up. The, I, bring up. We type in Legend movie. I think it's 86. Yeah, when was 86? this made? 85. 85? Like. I was okay, five so I was, years old when this I was happened. six. So at five years old, you knew that guy with the giant horns and the all of the red makeup, you knew that that was the guy from Clue? Absolutely not. Probably this because not Clue, I don't even think Clue came out. I think Clue came not, after this. These are not true facts. It, but it's a possibility. But you were worried about Tom Cruise getting skinned knees. Look at look at look up Clue. When did Clue come out? 87. Is it 80, are you sure about this? I don't know. You I'm just guessing. made that up. I'm Why guessing. do you have it with a three? I'm guessing. Bad fingers, Nick. 90, this is 85. 85. Okay, oh, so Clue had come out. Here's the deal. I didn't see Legend in theaters. I saw Clue in theaters. So ah. Legend, it's possible that I saw Legend a couple years later yeah. on VHS. Yes. Okay. And it to did make, take two years to make years this narrative make sense movie. in my brain, yeah. I've just retconned my entire story. Gotcha. Do you understand gotcha. how that works? Gotcha. Uh, no, Legend was what, but that's my thing is like, yeah, as a, as a person who has no children, you have two children, obviously, you're a father now. So you have to strike that balance between, obviously, like sheltering them from the perils of the world, but then also introducing some of these things in. And I like I like this idea because I think that 
we dumb down these movies so much, even for the general public, even PG-13 movies get dumbed down so much they don't want to show you, they don't want to scare you, they don't want you to have that emotional connection, but that's where the importance of the art is. And for a kid, you need to be a little scared. You need to understand that there are some scary Mm -hmm. things in the world and then see the characters fight through that adversity and overcome those challenges and and, and come through on the other end better and grown-up people. Um, So I like this. I like that they're like, let's make it a little... A little twisted. I mean, it's scare him a little bit. It's tough. So my kids, my my oldest, uh, my boy, his name is McCoy. He's he's three years old. Dope name. Uh, McCoy and McCoy Clover. Porter. Yeah, McCoy McCoy Lee Porter and Clover Ash Porter. Those oh are the God. kids' names. But you did, you did those kids a service. Clover's only one. Mm-hmm. She has two words, Mama and Bal. Yeah, like that's all she can say. Those important McCoy, words. McCoy McCoy gives back. Uh, he can speak. And as soon as he started understanding everything, his imagination started running wild. He's only three, but I want him to watch everything I love. Mm-hmm. That's the toughest part of you're being like, a dad. We're gonna watch. I'm like, I want to introduce the you hunt to for Red October right now. He's like, I but, don't know about but that. But then you're like, well, let's just start with some Disney movies sure. where every parent dies, and you're like, well, that's well, this isn't gonna work. And then you're like, okay, well, you know, let's watch Aladdin. Aladdin, Aladdin, safe. Mm-hmm. The genie, that's funny. It's got a, it's got a little monkey. It's got you know, flying carpet. Friendly tiger, whole thing. No, Jafar turns into this giant, giant snake cobra. at the end. Yeah. And then you're watching your two and a half year old go. Yeah, that's <laughs> and terrifying. start like shaking. Uh, you know, it's, but I'm glad I showed him. Yeah. Uh, but now when I read the book, he'll be like, hey, dad, don't do the, the Jafar voice because okay. I'll do the voices, all the different voices that's when awesome. I'm reading to my, my little boy. And sometimes he'll be like, don't do the bad guy voice. Please, just right before bed. Yeah, but that's because McCoy now knows that he doesn't want to lay in bed when he's trying to go to sleep, thinking of the bad guy voice. Terrified. So of look, he's learning snake. lessons. Yeah. So let's let's just show the kids all this. I'll shit. tell you, there's nothing there's nothing better than just deep seated uh, fears that you put in right at the beginning. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Like put it, you just sneak them in right at the beginning and make sure that maybe 20 years later. That all comes out well, in therapy. And there's something to be said for making sure that they know that the 80-foot snake is not something to fuck with, right? Yeah. Because because there's a show, Peppa Pig. My son loves Peppa Pig. To the point that it's this British pig show, right? <laughs> and to the point that, like, he had a, a slight British accent. My, my sister-in-law got married in front of a water fountain. And he was pointing from the, from the crowd. He was the, the ring bearer. And then he was sitting in the audience watching the wedding. And he's just going... What a fountain! What a fountain! What? He's only like two. And he's only got like, you know, like 80 words and somehow water and fountain in a British accent are one of them. Perfect. Uh, but on that show, they have a spider and they call him Mr. Spindly Legs or mm-hmm. some shit like that. And they make him like this, like super friendly, oh, tinkle, 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 like this super funny, like friend of the family. And I've got black widows in my fucking backyard. Yeah. And I'm so like, hey, like, I'm by the t- way, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. And they banned it in Australia because they're like, any episodes with a spider in it, you can't show that in Australia because you're teaching our kids that like, yeah, let's go hang out with the spider. Yeah. No, no, no. So, yeah. It's, it's good for them to see, like, some of the, the dangerous things in the world and learn some lessons if, early. If there are any children watching this show, just understand that spiders uh, are nature's monsters. Okay? <laughs> Yes. They're fucking monsters. Yes. Monsters. And yes. if you see one, crush it or have someone bigger than you crush it. Yeah. Because they're abominations and they have to be stopped. I've got a turf war in my backyard between black widows and have you heard of the brown widows? Do you know No. Ones? So there's brown widows now. And the brown like widows that. and the black widows are now like they're at each other. 
It's like killer bees and regular bees, mm-hmm. I think, is, is from what I've heard. That's but yeah, so I've terrifying. Got, they both have the hourglass, the red hourglass uh, belly and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep, oh see? Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like any of this. No, nope. Kill them yeah. all. That's what I say. I'm not going to show this. I know there's a bunch of people. That, if you're, by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, I know you're going to put a comment that spiders are great. They help kill all the other insects. You know, yeah, I know. I appreciate it. I'd rather have 13 flies in my apartment than that fucking thing. Yeah, and but they don't, they hate the black, the black widows. The brown widows and the black, they now, hate each other. are the brown widows, widows like still poisonous? Oh, yeah. Like, they're um, they're just as bad. Yeah, it's not cool. Oh my goodness! That so is, yeah, that is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, yeah. Kevin, before we move on, can we reopen that window? The jackhammer has stopped. It's getting hot in here. Well, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 You mean oh like, yeah, I just I'm a very sweaty person, so oh, I'm uh, starting to sweat you know, too. I normally see, don't sweat that we're just much. Gonna but we're going to see. We're just going to see uh, how bad of a decision to wear a light gray T-shirt. You're fine. We've got more uh, T-shirts now. Can we? Can you what? open it so we get a little air flowing? A little <laughs> open the door. That's fine. That's better flow of air. That works too. Um, no, spiders, I can't even imagine. I live in an apartment complex, so we don't deal with a lot of spiders. We have the occasional raccoon come. Oh, yeah. Um, and, man, they are bold. Oh, they yeah. They do not give a shit. Oh, yeah, they want to box you. one raccoon who is the fattest raccoon I've ever seen. And I'm not trying to body shame raccoons here. But normally you think of a raccoon as, like, mostly fur, but, like, a, like if you shaved it down, it would be tiny. Yeah. You know, no. this thing, every night, is feasting on our garbage. And and I how swear, much food are you throwing away? Well, I live in an apartment complex. Oh, that's like twelve right. okay. units. All right, yeah, yeah. So gotcha, we have gotcha. it's always overflowing because yeah. the people that live in San Francisco in general have their heads up their asses and they're all selfish, myself right. included. <laughs> but you put them all together and people look and they go, "Wow, that garbage is clearly overflowing. Maybe I should change out the pail." And they go, "I'm too bougie for that," and they just throw it down right, there. Yeah. So inevitably, one of the bags is there. There's a raccoon that knows that's mm-hmm. where dinner time is. Oh, yeah. And he, he funnels in and finds whatever half-eaten chicken is there and sits on my steps that lead up to my apartment in the back and just eats them. And I try to get this little fucker to move. And he just, he'll stop. He barely stops. He, he'll look at me. You know, he gives you the look. Yeah. And he just shakes his head. And that means I have to go around to the front and go in because he's not moving today. Like he's just little fat little legs, just sitting on the stairs with his yeah, butt they, just rubbing the stairs. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, we we there we had a so we and down in L.A. you've got hills everywhere, and there's always like behind most of the houses there's slope behind mm-hmm. the house, and you can't do anything with the slope, and that's just where all of wildlife yeah. in Los Angeles decides yeah. to live. So. Yeah, we've got coyotes, we've got raccoons, we've got all the spiders, but but we had this family of raccoons, and there are some days if 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 the lid is ajar on my on my trash can, yeah, they'll flip that thing open, and then they'll just kind of stand there, and if you want to come and throw something away, they'll turn to you, and he literally puts his hands comes up like wants the boxing. (laughs) That's amazing. And you're just like, what just the like, fuck am I supposed to do? Well, here, you man? have to, you have to step up, and you have to pump that little fucker across your yawn. Just kick him really hard. Just let the rest of them know that you'll break a rib. Listen to me. I'm gonna go get a couple of oven mitts, and I'm gonna come back here, and I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm getting on my knees just to even it out. Just gonna and we'll try, fuck each other up. We're going. I'm just gonna try to not get rabies in this particular uh, encounter. But yeah. Oh man. Nah. Oh man. All right, Kev. This show's already gone off the rails, but why not? Let's bring up this next news story. Oh, well, now we get serious. Now let's get let's get serious. <clears throat> this is a uh, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Are you a- supposed to poop every day? Is the question that's posed by this tonic.vice.com article, which I saw under my Vice app, but I guess tonic is something completely it doesn't matter. They've asked five experts whether or not you're supposed to poop every day. Now, 
I'm of the mind that one should poop every day because if not, you are missing out on one of life's best you, things. Don't you poop multiple times a day? I don't. I usually just do once. What? And once? It, one to one right and a half times. the morning show. I don't count the one that, like if I eat too much at night, I don't count the one that comes out in the morning as a, as a full. Is it is it bad if you poo like three times a day? That's a great question, Kevin. Uh, Thank you for asking that question. Okay. According to experts, they ask five experts if you have to poop every day. And five uh, out of five experts said no. Now, here are the details. They, they went through, but I'll just read this first paragraph because I think it sums it up. Uh, this comes from Christopher Hare, which is a, just an unfortunate last name if you're a gastrointestinologist or whatever the hell this guy is. But the human body is complex, he says, which helps to explain why many, quote, normal functions differ between people, including sleep, urination, and defecation. What is perceived as normal for many is out of normal for others. Pooping is one such example of this range. What is normal is well-defined yet broad. In many studies into normal healthy defecation, normal pooping ranges from three times per day to three times per week, Kevin. Less than 40% of healthy people poop once a day. This is too wide of a... This is yeah. too wide of a possibility of outcomes. I have a friend that only goes. These are doctors, right? These, these are these are this guy is doctors, and this is the best they can come up with. Gastroenterologist, which I think is a doctor of poop. I would just put poop uh, doctor I think it's on my badge. Large intestines. Well, colon maybe. So healthy. So poop the doctor. healthy range of shits you take in a week yeah. could be three mm-hmm. or twenty-one. Twenty-one. That's too much. Too much? Too much of a swing. I think if you're only pooping, here's my thing. I'm a once a day or sometimes twice a day, depending on if, you know, daddy had a cheat meal the night wait, before. Nick, are you, is your once a day right before the morning? Yes. Show? Wait, wait, why? literally, it's why? in the, le- because that's, I mean, what do you mean why? I don't schedule it. I don't put a Google <laughs> Calendar invite of like, I would like to poop at 10.55 before we go live. Oh, that's when the coffee kicks in, brother. Damn it, that sucks. That's when it kicks I in, buddy. It. You're by your, at that point, you're at your third Most coffee. of the time, I wait until afterward, but sometimes it no, sneaks in, don't. man. Sometimes it sneaks in. I got to put a little dollop of uh, cream on the cake, if you know what I mean. I don't. That's disgusting. <laughs> what does that mean? All I'm saying is this. If you, go, if you don't go once a day, you're an abomination and you should... No. You got to change this. Drink coffee. Go once a day. No, eat greens. Have roughage. That's too healthy. You're all healthy. Come on. Shit. Stop bringing in this <laughs> healthy mentality into my house. Drink coffee. Starve yourself. That's what happened. No, I'm joking about that. Um, I don't know. This is weird to me. This blows my mind. This is one of those things people don't talk about. And you just think Look, to yourself, are there people out there that only get to go? Because I love it. It's like my favorite thing every day. I look forward to it. I just know that, like... I don't know when I'm going to have to shit. I just know it's going to be a really inconvenient time. You know, so you don't have, well, you have kids, so everything's yeah. inconvenient There's, for you. So yeah, so I feel like I'm in school again now. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm not working and I'm at home with the kids and my wife, uh, I feel like I'm in class again. Like, we have to raise our hand and be like, can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> you know, because you don't want to leave the other one with, like, you know, both kids with just without saying anything. Right, right, like, right. You can't. You know, just gone are the days that I just like you know disappear in the bathroom for forty five minutes, right read back. a graphic novel, and yeah. like, eh, it's my quiet time. I did that as a kid. As I, my my family, we lived in some very small place. We lived in a basement all together in one main room of a basement. We had mm-hmm. one bathroom, and it was just like that was my only time. I would go in there and read Dragonlance, or I'd go in there and, like read Chronicles of Narnia. Okay, my mom would start knocking on the door, and be like, "Hey, you're not pooping for forty minutes." And like, it, you don't and know me. I, well, I wanted to convince her, so I taught myself how to fart on command. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. 
You can do it. You can like pull. How do you, how you do can it? pull air in and then like just oh. right back out. Do you just? Yeah. Is yeah. it a muscular thing, or you can yeah, track no, the muscle? Just watch Howard Stern. Like sometime, like he okay. always has the like fart on command guys on there. Wow. It's like a pretty regular thing. I'm sure people in chat. I'm sure there's a couple people that can that have figured it out. Let's uh, see. We put that yeah. out there. If you if you've done that, chat, let us know. Yeah. Let but us know the, the exact. But then it would be like works. knock on the door. And you're, like, you're still not pooping, Scott. And I'd be like. Did yeah. you hear that, Mom? Of course I am. Like, it's the only way that I could get out of getting flushed from the yeah. from the bathroom. My mom stopped so. asking after a while because she just kind of assumed I was furiously masturbating all the time. Oh my yeah. God. yeah. Wow. Well, oh my yeah. God. My mom was. We had a very. Were you? Sometimes, sure. <laughs> sometimes, like my friend sure. James's spider monkey. My friend James had a spider monkey. They had to put a diaper on the damn thing because it just kept squirting. Well, yeah, I would just want to whack off everywhere. Yeah. And then, like, you would, <laughs> James would come out of his bathroom, and James would be like. Shit, and you see the diaper on the floor, and he'd be like, Where, Where is, is he? he? And like, he's, run into the kitchen, and he's like, Got one hand on the coffee maker, and he's just like, Ah, <laughs> and it's just like, like on the kitchen counter. He's like, Get back in your fucking diaper before I, mom comes home, because he was like, He was a teenager at the time. Oh my god. His mom, he was like, His mom was like, If that monkey, if I catch that monkey masturbating in my house one more time, it's out of here. So, I'm, like, James would be freaking out. Well, yeah, you gotta put your diaper back on, buddy, yeah. or, or she's gonna get rid of you. This is all, I'll tell you one thing right now, Scott, this is all hitting way too close to home for my comfort. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Although sometimes, Kevin, I like to think of you as the office spider monkey. Is that, is that healthy? Oh. Not because you jack off all of those, because you're always climbing on things. Oh, man. And you're always just getting into snacks. I need to get to places. <laughs> snacks. Oh, that's Kevin's what Kevin's a big do. snacker. The monkey that's would love to do that, all. too. He, you, would eat, he would eat and whack off at the same time. Oh, man, that's the best. That is the best. Are you kidding me? Why not? That's how you Why bother eat? finishing dinner before that's you watch porn, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? Just have the bowl in one hand. You know, every time we go out to dinner, you just eat with your left hand. I wonder yeah. why. And uh, now, you know, it's like certain cultures where you're only no, allowed to shake with one hand because you wipe with the other hand. That's, yes. That's the way it goes. Whew. This is the kind of hard-hitting news we like to go By the way, on this nobody's show, poop ever looks like that. No. Unless you're a tiny, tiny dog. That is... And it, at that case, like a show dog. We went over a, uh, a story a couple weeks ago where San Francisco now has a poop patrol because we have so much human feces on the sidewalk. Human feces human on feces, the sidewalk. Yeah, we have a lot of homeless people here. Uh, we have a huge homeless problem here. Mm-hmm. All kidding aside. And uh, they don't have places to go to the bathroom, right, nor so do they, they just... give a shit. So they're like, well, you guys aren't going to let me. Like, store owners won't let them in to use the bathroom because, you know. Right, so they just... Yeah, so they go, I'm just going to poop right on the sidewalk. Take a dump in front so of So now we have a patrol where you call and they take a little steam cleaner out and they pick up the poop. I don't know why I brought that up. Like oh, a, that's why. It's because like I can attest that most poop does not look like that. No, most poop does not no. look like that. I've seen a lot of different types of human poop. I have a 10-pound Shih Tzu, and she occasionally will leave one that stands straight up. Yeah. Like uh, frozen yogurt? Yeah. Yeah. That's, but that's why I said like a very tiny, possibly uh, show, possible show dog shit right there. I wonder at what point people <laughs> stopped listening to us and tuned out of this podcast. No, I just see a lot of gr- best show of the week. Greatest show of the week. Okay, yeah. Best show. I'm not I, seeing those. You know. I'm seeing seriously stop talking about pooping. I threw up in my mouth. Uh, stop talking about pooping. I'm All right, okay. we're done. We're Joey done. Noel says like two minutes ago people stopped. Thanks, Joey. Thanks for coming in on that. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got a few more minutes left. I do want to just talk to you generally about what's going on in your life, what you're working on, uh, the shirt you're wearing, all that jazz. Is that the big topic? That's or? the big topic, Kevin. <laughs> You you just casually dropped that you're in Spider-Man, which is a game that everyone's talking about right yeah. now. I started playing it over the weekend. It's phenomenal. Uh, what What is your role in that? 
Uh, I play Harry Osborn. That's awesome. In Spider-Man PS4, uh, be greater. Are you um, uh, are you are you excited that people love this game? Uh, I knew people were gonna love this game. Yeah. Uh, it's just Insomniac has already shown us like over time their ability to create and build worlds, mm-hmm. uh, incredible characters. Sunset Overdrive is highly highly underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing that got me most excited about Insomniac doing Spider-Man was the traversal mechanics actually from Sunset Overdrive. Like, okay. Just as a gamer, going, wow, they've already got, you know, they've got so much experience doing yeah, they got this a strong whole base city going traversal, this. Yeah. all this really cool ways to get your characters all over the place, you know? And and on top of that, it's just Spider-Man's one of the coolest characters around. So I, I knew this game was going to be great, and... Uh, I only went in for a couple of sessions uh, to do Harry Osborn, but uh, so how's that work? They go, they go, hey, we're we're because con- you do a lot of VO for games. Is it is it very is it similar experiences the entire time where you're just like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do, I'm with the director. You're in the VO booth for what? How many days? Depending on the world, like maybe one to two days. Like how long, how long are you putting in on these? Yeah, I, I did three sessions. Okay. Uh, I'm basically a mission giver in 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 Spider Man. Okay, uh, Harry Os- Harry Osborn. You know, no spoilers. It's too soon, but uh, yeah. You know, they talk about Harry a lot in the game, and, and uh, he's away for one reason or another. Sure. So uh, you primarily communicate with him through, like, voicemail. So okay. didn't have to do full performance capture or anything uh, for this particular game. Uh, when you do, like, full performance capture, it's, you know, it can be... That's where you wear the suit with the balls on it? Yeah. 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 You look like a reject from Cats. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. I've always wanted to just um, wear one of the suits. I don't want to do the work, because it feels like you're going to get sweaty. It's a lot of physical exertion. But I just want to wear one of the suits out and tell people that I, well, I was motion capturing. Dude, so once... a role that so, I was working on. So I was shooting... Cats. Down in Los Angeles, we don't have Chick-fil-A in very many places. I think we have, like, three Chick-fil-A. Wait, let's, let's pump the brakes so, here. What? Where do you come down on Chick-fil-A? What do you mean? Where I, I, it's fucking I, delicious. Uh, <laughs> we can't be friends. I can't. It's too gross. It I'm gonna, it's, we hate it. Here's the thing. There are two. There are three ongoing just battles what? in this office. Okay. okay. One is In and Out's not the best burger. Chick Fil A is fucking delicious. Okay. That's I'm, one is very is, controversial. Is Chick Fil A delicious? That is one. Okay. Okay. One is of course the ongoing debate of whether or not pineapple belongs on pizza. It does not. I believe it does. I, I like the sweet and savory taste. And Kevin, you're a, you're just a you're just a narrow-minded monster. You need help. And then, of course, <laughs> the battle that I alone am waging against the rest of the world. Uh, I don't like The Departed. It's not my Bro, favorite Scorsese movie. So The Departed, just the, don't like, like the final scene when like Wahlberg, but, and they like they're like doing the pan, they're like the full pull away from the elevator. You can see camera track on the left hand side. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm like that makes what? me that makes me dislike it even more. <laughs> I don't want to add fuel to your fire. Departed's, Departed's good. It's not his best. So that, that's my thing. That's my thing. But it's an quote, entertaining movie, but, but people are like, quote, it's a great movie. Like, it's to a quote a season movie. sorry from, what was that uh, Seth Rogen mall cop movie? Oh, Jesus. They think I'm going to bomb Chick-fil-A. Why the fuck would I bomb Chick-fil-A? It's fucking delicious. <laughs> okay. It's, All right. Chick-fil-A is amazing. Anyway, but... Look, are I, you bummed when you, when you want like I, I want Chick Fil A, but it's Sunday. I went to high, you get all pissed off. No, no, I I respect Monday, it. Whenever the hell I respect Mormons it. take off, I respect it. Every time you order there, Mormons? you say thank you, and they say my pleasure. I mean, there's, it's like everyone's so kind at Chick Fil A. Everyone is so incredibly kind. Here's another so important dry. question. Here's I'm, it's I'm not dry. You've gone to the wrong Chick Fil A. No one has ever accused Chick Fil A's chicken of being dry. It's dry. You're as insane. Bone. It might as well be the Sahara Desert. The Sahara Desert. You, where it's did you so go to this Chick Fil A? I've been to multiple Chick Fil A's, uh, mostly in Atlanta, Georgia. We went to we, we did a we did a 
conference there, and there was a Chick Fil A across the street. We ate there like five times. And I'm uh, like, I can't deal with this. Chick-fil-A why are you anymore. eating at Chick Fil A if you're in Atlanta? Go get some. These men do not speak for kind of funny. Chick Fil A is great. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Craig. It's too dry. It's you're too dry, too dry Kevin. You uh, like Kevin, Kevin I, often, I, got, I often I got, have complained that Kevin is too I got dry. one I'd like to bring. Shake Shack is better than In-N-Out. That's my... Oh, I'll stand by that. Sure, Shake Shack is better than that. But I burned out on I burned out on my people. No, you Chick-fil-A. This Chick-fil-A situation. We got what I call a knucklehead idiot on the other side of the wall named Andy Cortez. He thinks Whataburger better than In-N-Out. Whataburger is terrible. Whataburger. Good commercials. Good commercials. Yeah, those, those are run-of-the-mill. Shake Shack elevated the game. 100%. The first time I went to Shake Shack, I was, now here's the deal. I'm a Southern California boy. I grew up going to In-N-Out. I burned out on In-N-Out a long time ago. When I first started doing Atkins, I did animal-style burgers. Love them. In-N-Out has a special place in my heart. Shake Shack, legit. Yo, for real. The, it's, it's the bun. But also, In-N-Out freaks me out a little bit because the tomato always perfectly fits the meat patty. And yeah. I'm like, how much of this tomato did you use? First of all, like do you the genetic are they, testing? Are they like grown they like? Square do they tomatoes. have like a cylindrical shape to them? Do they look like? Are they grown like like a can? That's amazing. And they just <laughs> like cranberry it's sauce. Like cranberry sauce. And they all just like specifically. So uh, anyway, yeah, no, I will take a lot of burgers over In and Out. This Chick Fil A thing is blowing my mind. It's okay. Look at um, listen, listen. I don't even know where I was. I brought it up, it and now we just completely and totally. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was wearing the 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 suit. Okay. And I was shooting, it was when we were shooting Madden. And Madden, okay. uh, I'm one of the characters in the story mode in Madden. Cool. And we, we shot for about six weeks. Okay. And there was that a was Chick-fil-A. A yeah, and, and we had craft services. We had lunch, and lunch was, lunch was good. Yeah. Lunch was, you know, pretty good. Uh, but there's just some days I wanted Chick-fil-A, so I would just, I would keep the suit on. Yeah. Because to get in and out of that thing, pain in the ass. Is a, it's a pain in the ass. And it's not a pain in the ass because you're putting the suit on. It's they have to put all of the dots everywhere on you, right? So I would have them take like the six dots off my back and I'd go get in my car and I'd drive through Chick-fil-A. But I'd have all the markings on my face yeah. and be in a wetsuit with a bunch of you know, glowing balls on it. And I would just, every day, they would give me my meal and they, they wouldn't say a word. They wouldn't flinch. People at Chick-fil-A are the fucking nicest people in the world. And they would go, my pleasure. And I drive away, and I don't know what they said after me. But if I if I pulled up to a Taco Bell, oh god, or another, you get roasted. Uh, yeah, oh, oh god. my god, that's why I like Taco Bell. It would Bell. be like they have my, up they'd like put my food halfway out the window and pull it back in, and be like, "Yo, and like you got some gross on you, dog." Everybody get in here! Everybody get in here! <laughs> Come look at this guy in the car. Uh, yeah. I would like to believe that the good people that work at Taco Bell would treat you with as much kindness as the Chick Fil A. That was my uh, because I, Taco Bell is my guilty pleasure. I lived in Taco Bell. Never doesn't sound delicious to me. Awesome. Baja Blast great. soda is like yeah. So, so uh, what I, I love is they they elevated the game too. Where you get one that's like this big. You got to fucking hold on to it like it's a child. Yeah. To suck it. Like, yeah. I mean to suck the straw. Never mind. Like Let's the, move on. It's the 128 ounce. Where do you come down on Del Taco? Where are you have no Del Taco? no French fries do not belong on a menu. Uh, we are, you and me are, we're just, Del we're, Taco, I cannot, we are water and oil right now. No, no, we can't. This is, the, the, the chili cheese food, fries at Del Taco might be the best The fast food situation. Thing. Uh, no, no. If you, if you go to Texas ever, the best Mexican food, fast food is Taco Cabana. Okay. You go down to Texas for any reason. I go to Austin, Texas a lot. Is there a yeah, Taco there's Cabana taco, there? there's a plenty of taco Because people there. always keep taco taking Cabana. me to Torchy's Tacos Oh, Torchy's is amazing for breakfast tacos. But if you want like that Taco Bell... 
greasy food, yeah. like, but good. And Taco Cabana, okay. Taco C. All right. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap this up, because we got a few more sections of the show left, but mm-hmm. I do want to talk about uh, this right here. You have a walk this weekend for a very important uh, cause. This is uh, Huntington's Disease Society of America. You guys are doing a walk this Saturday. Yes. Um, talk to me a little bit about this. Uh, my wife and my mother-in-law and some other members of her family have something called Huntington's disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a genetic disease. Uh, it's been described as Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and schizophrenia all kind of rolled into one. Uh, just like most degenerative diseases. Uh, it can be passed down by families. Um, we had two children. We went through extensive uh, genetic testing and IVF and all these things to have our kids and make sure they don't have it. Um, but a lot of families can't do that. Mm-hmm. And in order to end this disease once and for all, we're trying to raise money to find a cure. Um, like I said, it's very personal to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a smaller disease. There's about 30,000 Americans who have been diagnosed with it. But because it's genetic and it's a coin flip of whether or not you have it, if you are in a family that has Huntington's disease, um, it's really a 50-50 chance. So there's a lot of people in my wife's family that may have it. They're called at risk, and there's, there's over 350,000 at-risk Americans uh, who haven't been tested and uh, who may choose not to. Uh, but we're, we're walking this week. It's, uh, we're walking the Teen Hope Walk for Huntington's Disease Society of America. And uh, we have a team page, Team Porter. Um, I think it links. Yes, if you guys go to kindoffunny.com slash Team Porter, it will take you to this link if you want to go and check this out uh, and support Scott and his efforts to, yeah. uh, to end Huntington's. We'd appreciate that. Yeah. Of course, just go and checking it out. Just take a look at it. It's great. Yeah, go um, take a look. Our, our story is on the page. Um, if you live in Los Angeles and you want to come walk with us, join the team. Uh, all are welcome. We would love to have anybody come out and walk with us. It's through... Uh, Griffith Park. It's going to be a really cool walk. Early morning hours uh, in Los Angeles it's, before it gets a, too swelteringly yeah, hot. Yeah, it's LA. a pretty. It's a pretty walk. And if anybody has uh, anything, uh, everything, every dollar, everything helps. So if anybody has anything on the side that they could spare, uh, we would appreciate it in a huge way. Awesome. Yeah. Very awesome. We'll talk probably a little bit more about that on Gog today. Uh, of course, you guys, a reminder: three p.m. Well, he's on Games Daily too, but I'm not. I'm not on that show, so I don't care about that one. Uh, Gog. Today, 3 p.m. Is that right, Kevin? Yeah. Is that when we're doing it? Yeah. Uh, we're going to get in probably a little deeper into that with Scott, as well as some other shenanigans, and I'm sure the Chick-fil-A will come up yet again. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Panzer G2 is giving us a tip. and said, this is uh, for young Rex Racer. What was it like to drive the Mach 5? Oh, man. So filming the sequences of the, of the Mach 5 uh, was incredible. You sa- I sat in a gimbal, uh, full green screen around mm-hmm. me, um, the man that directed second unit for that movie, James McTeague, he actually directed Ninja Assassin. I was going to say, that name sounds familiar. That yeah, movie was he awesome. Also, he also directed uh, V for Vendetta for them. Awesome as well. Um, as well. Yeah, Ninja Assassin is great because... That was a great movie. It's exactly what the title tells you. Yep. It's a Ninja Assassin. Yep. And he uses a... He was a guy... Like, he someone assassinates uses ninjas. Ass. Yeah, no. Um, but, Yes. No, I'm not. Well, don't stop the show. Well, I sometimes I go over and you Greg like politely says, when, "Hey, when he, we got to move Greg on." Walks oh, in the room. I don't care. I was um, coming to tell you just a correction. Gog is at 2 p.m. today. 2 p.m. We have an international flight to catch, so we have to get the hell out of here. Nobody cares. Yeah, Wait, did we have that? Um, 2 p.m. That's today. Not on the calendar. It was misscheduled on Patreon. Joey is correcting now. Got it. Love you. But the cool thing about filming the Mach Five sequences is they had video game designers come in and design the tracks, basically like levels. And then they would drive the track as expertly as possible, video game one. Oh, that's cool. And then they would input that data into the gimbal. And the gimbal 
would make the moves turn. Oh, so all the drift, all cool. the drafting, and, and all the drifting, and and all like the jumps, all that really cool stuff. That's really cool. Uh, the actors could go and watch it raced virtually, and then get into the gimbal, so they knew what was coming. Uh, it was got a little confusing sometimes where the mirrors were, your where the other drivers, all mm-hmm. that type of stuff, but. Man, that movie is is so underrated, and I said it a long time ago. It really is. Kevin and Sam, we love it. Are diehard speed racers. I don't. It's devastating that they haven't put it out like on UHD because I want to watch that at the highest quality possible. I say a couple of things about Speed Racer, and you know, some people think it's hyperbole, but a lot of people have come around to see what I'm saying. Uh, If this movie comes out in a post Avatar world, I think it's a gigantic hit. I think people weren't ready mm-hmm. for I, Speed Racer. I would I think agree. Avatar kind of was like, everyone wants to go see this thing that was done by the guy from Titanic. And whoa, actually, this is cartoony, but I really like it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's a lot of people uh, who just weren't ready for it. I mean, it also came out the week after Iron Man. So it's like, you know. It's and the tough. week before Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, which was, you know, whatever, whatever. But at the time, Still was highly up a lot of the, right? Yeah, the anticipation. But, but the other thing I always say about it, I, I said it back then. I say, this is going to be like the 80s had Blade Runner, which everybody hated. Critically, you know, Did not do well. divided. Didn't yep. do well at the box office. Not saying it's Blade Runner. I'm not saying it's like that in any way. Sure. Except for the fact that we were so divisive when we came out. Like, we got an A in Houston and an in Dallas. New York, you know, there are two top reviewers in New York. One gave us, you know, a five out of five and the other gave us a two. Mm-hmm. I've never seen, I've never been a part of a project that it was that wildly, you know, reviewed differently then, mm-hmm. you know. So it was, uh, I, I said it for a long time and just this year I got a call from a bunch of different people doing a 10-year anniversary, uh, you know, article on it or talking about how underappreciated it was. So it was one of the coolest experiences of my life. We're going to talk. We're going to talk probably way more about that on the yeah. podcast today. But that's that's so awesome to hear. Yeah. Uh, CJ Rindall gave us 800 cheers. Says, paying the birthday tax for my kids, Hannah and Lincoln. Go, Pat, and go. <laughs> uh, Panzer D2 says, uh, well, uh, sorry, he already gave us that. Uh, Omega Batman says, Nick, do you feel any sort of insecurity having people on the show who are more talented, better looking, better uh, better hair, taller, funnier, and uh, better make-believe champion than you? P.S. You're an old fogey. Says Omega Batman. <laughs> Uh, to answer that first question, you, no, I don't feel I don't feel any insecurity about that. Uh, let's see. Stargazer said Scott uh, should get Greg back into Hero Clicks. Wait a minute, Greg played Hero Clicks. Tell him about WWE. Also, love the unboxing videos. I don't I don't know what Hero Hero Clicks is. Hero Clicks is an amazing game. It's like chess with superheroes. You okay. play it on a on a two foot by two foot map. A uh, bunch of little inch by inch squares, and you, say you have Spider Man. Yeah. Instead of moving in the shape of an L, like a like a, a knight on the chessboard, sure. uh, he can leap over other characters on the board. And there's DC, there's independent characters, yeah. there's an invincible set. Uh, That's cool. Which might get Greg, you know, yeah, to he come would back. Do that for sure. There's an invincible set. You can play Alan the Alien uh, versus Spider Man versus Robin versus Black Manta. You know, you can do it all. And they have like crazy other sets too. Gears of War. Halo clicks, all these other things. That sounds fun. But it's like it's like chess with superheroes. That's the best way that I can explain it. And I have played it since the first set came out, and I swear by that game. That game is incredible. All right. Kevin, what is this you're bringing up here? Uh, so this is a tip that was sent. I, I think this is it. It was sent <clears throat> like 1 a.m. two days ago. Uh, just uh, 1 a.m. says, just want to say thanks to the champ for my wife's pushing advice the other day. Our new daughter only required four minutes of push that little thing right out which I guess is what I told him to do. Um, I'm nothing if not genius. You deserve an honorary doctorate for that. Thanks. Uh, P.S. Six pounds, two ounces, and healthy uh, sludge hog. 
Yay! You want to go the extra mile? Name it Nick. Just saying. I made the birth easy. I'll make life easy. Name it Nick. Uh, last tip today comes from Oversplice. Gave us very nice cheers. Uh, 1,500 cheers. Said, hey, Nick, Ooh. I got to see a pre-screening of Predator yesterday in Toronto. I think you will like it. Good popcorn flick. Uh, I'm very excited for the new Predator movie. I can't wait, man. I, I love wait. Shane Black. It looks so Shane Blackish. And that's where you're going to go. I hope, it, I hope it plays better. I hope Shane, uh, West, uh, Shane Black plays better with the, uh, with the Predator universe than they did with Iron Man. What? Oh, how dare you, sir. What? I'm Iron sorry, Man what 3 was fine. It was a fine movie. Did you watch Predators? I've watched all the Predator movies. Predators, though. Like, the, yeah, the one where they're on the planet. I, I really, that was like a guilty pleasure I, of mine. I really enjoyed I that one. I will never forgive myself, and here's why. <laughs> because this is the Adrian Brody movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, it was on. And my wife walks by the TV and goes, what is this movie? And I said, oh, this is Predators. She goes, I've never seen a Predator movie. I've never seen the Predator. And I royally, I should have, I didn't think. She just sat with you and watched that first? the movie. No. And brought up the Schwarzenegger one. Because what happened was she watched it, she goes, it's a pretty cool movie. And I was like, oh, if you like this, you're going to love the original Predator, which is the exact same movie, but with shittier special effects because it's from the, 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 oh. like the late 90s or late 80s, rather. You did make, you made a mistake. I, I fucked it up. No, she, she won't watch another one She now, watched she, it. She, she was did? like, that was kind of fun, but no, I like the other one better. Right? Yeah. No, no, she no, watched no. Predators, and then I made, oh, I made her go back and watch Schwarzenegger's. So... I so, screwed it up royally. I, I listened to the sports radio guy, Dan Lepetard. Yeah, he, and he, he loves Dan Lepetard. All right, so he I did an interview. When I ride home with he Andy did an interview with the director, McTiernan. Oh I heard my it. gosh, you heard the interview. I love. And he played it for me because he knows I'm a huge McTiernan fan and a huge Predator Damn. fan. I love the part where he's like, because it wasn't Dan doing the interview. It was like Mike, whatever the producer was. They were they were all asking they McTiernan were, yeah, questions. Yeah, but Mike, yeah. And he goes, "Is I think I think the question was, is Predator the best movie?" like the best action movie ever made. And McTiernan goes, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, there's some great movies out there. And the guy asked the question to McTiernan, goes, no, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong. It is the best <laughs> action the best movie ever. He told the director of the movie that yes. he was wrong yeah. because he was trying to be humble about how awesome his movie was. Well, he, yeah, he That's wasn't why that podcast it. is way better than this one. But they talk about McTiernan's run. It, 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 I didn't realize it. It, was, it was. Oh, that's what it was. It was Predator. He said, Predator. And then Die Hard, Die Hard and, and then, then Hunt for October. October. That's what the question was. <laughs> back to back to he back. Goes, it wasn't the best action movie. He asked him, he was like, has any director ever had a better, a better run. run than you did there? And he goes, oh yeah, there's plenty of directors. He goes, no, you're no, wrong. You're, you're wrong. wrong. You're, you're wrong. wrong. You had the best they one. That's what him, it was. Who, who, was there any, was there, were there any seconds of the handshake that hit the cutting room floor? Because it's 27 seconds long, and was there any extra time of the handshake? They've had, they love that movie. They, the Carl Weathers they have on all the time. They have the God. Mustache Hall of Fame. Oh, God. They talk about Carl Weathers all the Carl time. Weathers His story so about, jacked in that movie. you know, was there any other choice for, for Arnold? No. Was there any other choice for, for Carl Weathers' role? No, no. because Carl Weathers is a, is a crazy good actor, and Arnold couldn't act his way out of a paper bag yeah. at the time. Yeah. And we knew Still. how competitive Arnold was, and Arnold never left the set when Carl Weathers was working. Arnold <laughs> stayed on set and watched Carl Weathers every second. But you see it. Yeah, you see You it. actually see like, elevated. I will, like you, if you look at the difference between his performance in like Commando versus Predator, or even The oh, Running yeah. Man versus Predator, Schwarzenegger, never really known for his acting chops. I'm not going to sit here and beat up on the guy because he can still kick my ass. He's like 80 fucking years old, but he can still tr- thrash me if he wants to. Not known for his, his performances. He's more of just fun. He's more of the spectacle movie. But in that movie, he's actually really good. And the yeah. cast around him is really good. That movie is so fantastic. I love the part where they talked about Sonny, the guy that played... Uh, oh, yeah. 
And he was like, yeah, he was going to come over. I guess Stugatz was like, he was going to come over and he was going to stay at my house. And McTiernan cuts him off. He's like, that would have been a terrible that idea. Been a terrible that was idea. a bad idea. Yeah. There's, anybody out there, go find that particular interview if you're a fan of Predator. There's so much behind the scenes. God, it's goodness. so good. Also, shout out to the Dan Levitard show. <laughs> That's a sports show where they interviewed uh, John McTiernan for like an hour about Predator. Yeah. God bless him for that. Boom. And every Tuesday they do a, a zoo segment half hour long zoo segment where you can call the show and ask any question you want of a zoologist from the Miami Zoo Fantastic. about animals okay. any question crazy question that's so great and he, he, he answers them all it's great <laughs> anyway uh, we're gonna have fun with Andy later he loves that show alright uh, it's giveaway time we're gonna we're, we're running a little long so I'm gonna save the PSI love this best friend XO for tomorrow we are gonna go straight to the giveaway uh, today we are brought to you by two illustrious sponsors one our first sponsor is Loot Crate what is Loot Crate? great question Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box delivered directly to your door with exclusive pop culture collectibles apparel and gear Loot Crate curates and designs everything themselves uh, you can't find these items anywhere else no matter what you geek out about this is for you there are over 30 million crates sold uh, their original and most popular Loot Crate is curated collection of items from the best pop culture franchises this September. Let me tell you, the gift that keeps on giving September. First we had Spider-Man, now we have this. The September Crate has four incredible franchises including Marvel's Venom, Alien, Predator, and X-Files. That's where we're at right now. And you're guaranteed a t-shirt in every crate. What, this is like a birthday present to yourself every month. Give it to yourself right now. Uh, the, the crate will sell out, just FYI, so get it. Get signed up for it now. You only have until Wednesday, September 19th, which is right around the corner at 6 p.m. to guarantee your order, or this crate will be gone forever. Uh, get, the, get, get best... Excuse me. I'm, I've had way too much coffee today. Get the best surprises each month from the largest geek and gaming subscription company. Get out in style with Loot Crate. Subscribe now by going to lootcrate.com slash KFMS and enter the code KFMS to save an exclusive 15% off your subscription. That's lootcrate.com slash KFMS and enter the code KFMS to save an exclusive 15% off your subscription. Our second sponsor today uh, is Hims, a wellness brand for men. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, 66% of men uh, lose their hair by the age of 35. The thing is, when you start to notice the hair is going, it might be too late. Uh, it's easier to keep the hair that you have than replace the hair that you lost. I can attest to this. Started going a little, started thinning a little bit uh, in my, my mid-20s. Uh, did something about it back then. Wish I had a service like this back then. Because back then it was like, I'm losing my hair. I have to, I have to be in the shadows. I can't talk to anyone about this. Huge insecurity. Right now, let's get it out there right now. This is the solution for you. Forhims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Uh, this are well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Uh, prescriptions that are backed by science. Uh, it's very, very easy. You go on, you fill out a questionnaire, a doctor looks at it, and they prescribe a treatment plan for you. Uh, it re-ups every month. You don't have to worry about it. Discreet packages to your door. And I will say, I like the packaging as well. Also, uh, if you have a friend named Andy and he gets the vitamins, you can steal his vitamins. But get your own, for Christ's sake. Go to 4 uh, right now. Listeners, get a trial month of hymns for just $5 right now while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to 4 slash morning show. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash morning show. 4 slash morning show. Take advantage of that trial offer. Uh, okay, we have two winners today of the giveaway. Andrew... Scrylock from Kind of Funny Patreon has won 1979 Revolution Black Friday on PS4. Congratulations. And from the Twitch chat, Foolahan. That's a name. 
has won Pixel Ripped 1989 on PSVR. Congrats. All right. Uh, now is the time of the show. We talk to the chat. We'll go in. We'll talk. We call it the three and three. We'll take three questions, comments, or concerns uh, from the chat, and then we'll talk to the subscribers. And then I'll give you a little break because you got another show to do after this. Awesome. That's awesome. how it works. I just want to say Scott Porter did not say Matrix Reloaded is the most amazing movie ever. It's been repeated in chat a few times. What, who said that? I, I don't know. I think it's because I said Iron Man 3 isn't one of my favorite movies. I think now. So now they're just going, they're putting you on record blasting the Matrix Reloaded? Yeah. 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 He, we yeah, had not, a conversation not, did with not this. Happen. Uh, we had Justin Richmond on yesterday, who mm-hmm. was uh, the director of Uncharted 3, and then also is doing a, he's doing a, the Dragon Prince, which is coming out as a Netflix show. We had a very interesting discussion about The Matrix Reloaded, where I guess I didn't watch these movies that closely. But apparently it's explicitly said it's that not. even when they're in the human world, they're still in the Matrix. No, it's not explicitly said. It's, it's a theory, Nick. It's a theory. We explained that to you. We said it's a theory that, like... No, because people in the YouTube comments were like, no, it's pretty explicitly said during that really overly wordy rant by the, the white-haired dude in the white sterile room where he talks for 45 minutes and a young Nick Scarpino was like, I just want to eat my popcorn, bro. That's all I'm trying to do. I think that most people don't know that theory. If you ask Are you aware of this person? theory? I am aware of it. I, I'm not sure if I ascribe to it. But I think part of the problem is, just like everyone else out there, it was 2.30 in the morning at the time that I was watching. Yeah. It. You know, like yeah. everybody went to a midnight showing, right? Yeah. And that's, I think, why all of our brains are so foggy. I mean, because you, you really need to just sit down and dissect and it's dissect cerebral. and dissect. He uses the I, word vis-a-vis. I worked. I worked with the. I worked with the Wachowskis on Speed Racer, mm-hmm. and I know how their brains work. And yeah, yeah. There's there's layers to be pulled out there, but they they will not tell you. It's a theory, I think at best. What is the point of having <laughs> Scott Porter on the show if he won't give you the inside information, <laughs> Greg Miller? We talked about this. Uh, 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 Get Bucket says I love the Daily Matrix Reloaded talk. Uh, it's one of those movie series that you love to like. Fans love to beat up on a little bit, mm-hmm. obviously because the first Matrix was like one of the best movies ever made. How do yeah. you follow that up? That yeah. was that was obviously an uphill battle. Either way, well, uh, and I honestly think that's part of the reason why sorry. Speed Racer got a little bit of hate as well. It was because it was such a departure from what they'd done before. Rightfully so, so I imagine good. they were yeah. like, we want to do something that's a little bit like totally wild and yeah. colorful and like more of a spectacle movie. And less cerebral and more of just a fun family story. Yeah, I've got other ideas as to why people like kind of were backing away from, from the Wachowskis at the time. You think uh, you can blame it on Christina Ricci? No, I think, you know, whatever. I think a lot of people who oh, okay. reviewers, they, they choose yeah. to be biased or unbiased. Potentially. You know, like, you know I think yeah. there was a number of things that were going on. But the, the main thing with the Wachowskis is they don't, they don't do press tours like every other studio does mm-hmm. with all of their people. They trot them out. The Wachowskis are like, no, we made enough money on... Matrix, we're not going to do that. We're just going to put our movie out, and we're just going to. That's how we're yeah. going to do it. Well, we're their not time is worth. Sit down with you and talk to you, and I think it pissed a lot of people off. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, uh, I think they just quadrupled down on a very complicated story to begin with, mm-hmm. and it's easy to get lost when you start trying to do that. It's true, but I mean, yeah. I get lost in this show, and this show is the easiest show on the planet to yeah. do. It literally has no rules. Boom. There are no rules in the show, and sometimes I freeze. And I go, oh, right, I'm the one that's supposed to be talking. I'm kind of the host of the show. All right, let's go into sub-only mode right now. And we'll take a few more questions, and then we'll wrap this bad boy up. I've had a lot of fun, by the way. This has been a fun episode. It's been great, man. Uh, Let's see. 
Audible Cryonite says Nick Speed Racer was filmed with a digital camera, the Sony Sinalta F23. At the time, they can only record 1920 by 1080 video, i.e., for a 4K release, they would have to upscale it. Can you tell? Can you call me a nerd now? No, but I will say that to Kevin because Kevin has he knows this. I'm aware, but he still wants the 4K. It's version. devastating. See the the, and I the believe effect. it was the first film shot on that camera. They had they had a camera probably that, on that camera. The Star Wars prequels from, were shot on the F900. Sony. Had it, Sony had Which given a the Wachowskis choice. a camera that had never been utilized mm-hmm. before uh, to use in, in Speed Racer. And one of the craziest things about Speed Racer is they tried to make it a cartoon and the fact that everything's always in focus all yeah, at the same time. It's so, yep. so we shot everything, every scene we shot like four Deep times. Focus. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, with green screen. So, you know, John Goodman's here when I'm walking out of the house. We shot just his side of it, we shot my side of it, and then everything's in focus all at once. But it's also hyper 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 focus so mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it was cr- a crazy process it's an interesting yeah. style for sure but they were they were toying with something that nobody else had really toyed with before mm-hmm. yeah can i ask you this question you don't have to answer this question if you don't want to but did you at any point approach john goodman and quote the big lebowski to him i did not i did not missed opportunity uh no i don't think it was because i really got to know john like his love for New Orleans, his like I I know he's John a personally. He's I would I would, I'm totally kidding. He's right an now. amazing. Please dude. never walk out to Having, him and quote the Big Lebowski. Think about it though. Like, but if you tell him it's for me, you can do it. My my on screen parents in that movie are John Goodman and Susan Sarandon. Yeah, you lucked out on that one with parents. I, ju- I just watched Bull Wind Durham again. Oh, the man. other day I did a I fuck. He's we great almost that. got so Bull Durham that. on Broadway. Oh, I, I, that would have been amazing. I was playing Crash Davis and and uh, workshops and a, a, a small run of uh, Bull Durham the musical in New York a couple of years ago, and we almost had it and just kind of fell apart. That would There's be a lot of things. That's do, awesome. Bull Durham on Broadway, it would be great. That would be great. Yeah. If you haven't seen Bull Durham, definitely give it a watch. It's a classic. <sighs> God bless uh, Kevin Costner, especially in sports movies or as Robin Hood. I'll give him that too. Uh, <laughs> Let's see, Blue Pancake said, Nick, I'll pay you a handsome tip. If you review each Stephen King book as you read them, uh, I just took the two Dark Tower, uh, I just took the Dark Tower journey last year and it was great. I'm on that journey right now, my friend. I probably won't review them because historically for us, book reviews don't do so well on our gaming podcasts and our nerd podcasts. But of course, if you guys watch The Morning Show, I'll keep you up to date. Right now, I'm really enjoying uh, Salem's Lot. I'm only like two chapters in, so we'll see. And it's a long book and I'll probably get really sleepy. But I did the Audible thing. Are you doing this at all? Oh no, I haven't done Audible yet. If you buy, if you buy the book on Amazon, Amazon owns Audible. You pay two dollars more. It gives you the Audible, like the narration. So who's who reads Salem's Lot? I have no idea. I haven't started listening to it yet. Mm. But traditionally, like the Audible, like the narrator is usually an actor or someone who's yeah. actually talented. That's so it. you can switch back and forth, and it's pretty cool. Because when I cook, I like to listen to books. Mm-hmm. But and obviously, it's like kind of dangerous if you're cooking something and trying to. So anyway. It's, I mean, it's an awesome, and then when you drive, because you drive a lot, I assume, in LA. Yeah, I do. It's cool to be able to sit down, and I'm sure with your copious free time that you spend reading and not paying attention to your kids, it's cool to sit down and read, and then when you get in the car, you switch it back over. Audible's not a sponsor of this show, by the way. Not yet. Well, you know, they have been, though. It, but you should do the mini-reviews, because, I mean, it, you only have to do one, like, every three months. Yeah. Well, it takes me about six months to read a book. So. There you go. Yeah, that wouldn't be. All right, fine. Yeah. I'll commit to it. You'll get you'll get a review when I'm done with this. I'll have Jared Petty on. He's the one that recommended that I read all the books. He did this thing where I don't know if you're familiar with the Dark Tower series. Obviously, the movie came out. Mm-hmm. I watched the movie. I was like, I like this, and it reminds me of a lot of '80s movies where it's like really <clears throat> fucked up and dark and sinister. Yeah. But kind of kind of skewed toward kids. Um, and I'm like, oh, I want to read the Dark Tower trilogy. Of course, there's seven of them. And then, of course, I ask our friend Jared, who is one of our coworkers who we work with and collaborate with, and he's very well read. And he goes, well, you can't just read the seven books. You got to read 
for more Stephen King books because they they build into it. So yeah. you have to start Same with universe. Salem's Lot, yeah. The Stand, It, and I think there's one other one out there. And I'm like, so I have to you read eleven books. Good luck with The Stand. Yeah, seven hundred and forty. Well, I read no, Harry Potter, so it's not a big no? deal. It's almost yeah. a thousand, actually. Is it over? Sir, a I have I read. It is twelve hundred. Twelve hundred pages. I have read yeah. The Count of Monte Cristo. I have read uh, Dune. <laughs> Those are two really no, long. Never books. read Dune. Dune's phenomenal. Not going to take that on. But so I'm just letting you know right now. I can sit down. I am well read. I can sit down and hunker down for a thousand page. Book. Yeah, my days of reading books. One out of every ten years, I do that. My days of reading books are well behind me. Well, right comic now. books count. Yeah, graphic novels. I've got. I've, yeah. Uh, oh, I, can, oh. I can get to those. Okay. Uh, I've got Paper Girls in my backpack, so I'm working on that. I have not read that yet. It's supposed to be good. Mr. Yasmin 300 asks another important question to settle another debate that we have here. Hmm. What is your thought? What are your thoughts on the seminal Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell film, Daddy's Home? How do you, where do you land on this? I'm not going to put you, I don't want, if you I'm don't. I'm not going to be able to help you because I would not watch it. Okay. Okay. Well. That's a very politically correct answer I didn't watch from it. an actor in Hollywood right now. I didn't watch but if it. I'm reading between the lines, he says it's fantastic. <laughs> That's what I'm gathering big, from you're you. You're a big fan of Daddy's Home? I don't right, know, you know why I love yeah, that I'll movie so much. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll do this. I'll go home. I'll watch it. It's goofy. I'll shoot like a 15-second response Please and I'll do. send it to you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Now, of course, there's two of them, so you have to watch both. Uh, I haven't seen I the second watch, one yet. I can't watch I haven't seen the second one yet, but it's got Mel Gibson... We all forgave Mel Gibson, so they put him in this movie, and then John Lithgow's in it as well. What's your favorite Mel Gibson movie? What's my favorite Mel Gibson movie? Mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Braveheart for me, but Payback is very close. Ooh, Payback, Payback, good movie. Really good. Really good movie. His, love that. Well, his character's name was Porter. Ah, so I think that... Uh, yeah. yeah. I also love that he's like a man without history in that movie. He's just like this wraith character. No, yeah. Lethal Weapon all the way. My brother and I text all the time. He was just watching Lethal Weapon last night. He texted me the it, scene at the end where all, for no fucking reason, all of the cops just let Riggs fight Gary Busey yeah, in the wet grass. Yeah. Little known fact about that, 80s, though. 80s movies. Had really good jujitsu in it because they hired one of the Gracie brothers to come in and uh, do some of the choreography for that and consult. Did not So know he that. actually triangle chokes. I think he triangle chokes him uh, at the end. That's where he you know, puts his legs around uh-huh. his neck and has one arm in and pulls his head down. Yeah. That's actually good technique. And he like pulls him over. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's uh, one of the first uses of Brazilian jiu-jitsu in movies that I can remember. You need to go back and watch Lethal Weapon again. I mean, if you're on you that run. You watched the TV show? No, I did not watch the TV show. They, re- they recast the guy playing Riggs, but I don't think it's even they the character Sean of William Riggs Scott, anymore. Right? And now it? it's Sean William Scott. I love Sean Now it's Stifler. God and now him. I'm just like, I want to watch Stifler and Damon Sean Williams. William Scott had a great, oh, I mean, it's, yeah, and Damon Wayans. They all had the moment, right, where they mm-hmm. all were huge. Mm-hmm. And I'm sad that, like, Sean William Scott's not still... On that level, well, because like a lot of his movies are really like really fun, but yeah. didn't like do so well. No. Bulletproof Monk was right. Was, was that fun? one of his? Yeah. Was the yeah, rundown was Sean William Scott? Uh, yes, that was yes, one of his. The rundown was really good. Pete Berg, Pete Berg, The Rock, Sean William Scott. God anyway. bless. Him. All right, uh, it is twelve, almost twelve twenty, ladies and gentlemen. We got to wrap this up. I apologize for keeping you so long. You got another podcast after this, of course. Two p.m. today. Gog. We're going to get in deep again. Scott, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, man. For having on the show. Uh, if you guys are guys. watching this on YouTube. <laughs> Let us know what your favorite Mel Gibson movie is. Let us know what your favorite uh, <laughs> anything is. Uh, let us know what your favorite Scott Porter film is or video game is. Uh, and, of course, if you want to leave comments or questions or whatever, we will answer those. I will answer those. You'll be gone. You'll be back to L.A. in your life. Uh, everyone, I love you very much. Kevin, please cut the feed.